Host Corey, we are the real guys. This is uh, Siren Radio, and this is the real show with two ears. 
and we've got a packed show for you today for this special broadcast because every broadcast is indeed special to us. You can find us on Instagram, on The Real Show FM, and on Twitter at The Real Show FM as well, as well as Google, Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. You can find us and you can listen to us. I'm sat alongside my co-host, Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Should we say what we're doing right now? It's it's a first in real show history. Yeah, it is, definitely. We are in the same room, looking at each other. I can look at you in the face. I can look at you in the face. I know, we can look at each other in the eyes. We don't have to stare at a blank computer screen. No, we don't. This is a miracle. We'll get the date now. It's... Uh, we're recording this on the, um, what is it, the 2nd of November? Correct. Excellent. Tuesday, Tuesday the 2nd of November was the day which we reconvened and real show operations are good and are up and running once again as they should be yes. with us together. It took us one year to get face to face. Exactly, exactly. And here we are. And it feels so reunited and it feels so good, Corey. It so, does. what are we talking about today? Let's actually get some, yes. get some discourse going. Yes, yes. We're talking about Star Wars Visions. We are the new anime, sort of Japanese animation yes. series from Disney Plus, the anthology series. Star yes, Wars nine short films all packed into one season. Yes, um, we, we watched them. Uh, we watched them separately. We watched. Yes. We, we binge watched. I practically binge watched them. Uh, I binge watched them all last night. Oh, it's, oh, nice. <laughs> Very fresh in your mind. Very fresh in my mind. Uh, I binge watched them about two weeks ago, I guess. Um, so we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get the discourse okay. going. Does okay. this feel weird for you? Should we just uh, address this? It's a little bit. It's just different. It's different. It's like kind of getting used to actually real time here in the person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no delay, there's no weird stuttery sound on the yeah, microphone. exactly. It's all clear, viewers. It's, it's all clear, viewers and listeners. Exactly. I mean, Star Wars Visions. Yes. Yeah, where where to start? Where Star to start? Well, why don't we start with the first episode? Okay. Because it starts off with a with a bit of a bang. It's a, a big hit. It is a big hit. It's, it's a big a, hit. Uh, the episode's called The Duel. Yes. And uh, the, first of the world that it mm. sets up is um, it, it? It takes this. I think uh, it reminds me of a quote from John Favreau when he okay. was doing The Mandalorian. Uh, he said that we tried not to be inspired by Star Wars. We tried to be inspired by what George was inspired by when mm-hmm. George Lucas was making Star Wars 1997. Um, I mean, sorry, sorry, Star Wars 1977, <laughs> uh, A New Hope, obviously. Star Wars 1977, yeah. When he was doing that and when he was making A New Hope, he was inspired by, just, just back then when it was called The Star Wars, yeah. he was inspired by like Akira Tozawa mm-hmm. and definitely samurai films mm-hmm. and spaghetti westerns and westerns yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, other films that had come out at the time and things, he looked back to sort of old fairy tales and Flash Gordon was a big yeah. influence, stuff like that. And he... Draw from those sources, and that turned into the Star Wars that we know today. So Jean Favreau, the Mandalorian, tried to emulate that by taking the Western aspect. They took the Western aspect of it. They took the spaghetti Western, yeah. you know, the lone cowboy on the frontier type of thing, and put it in space. But with with Episode One, yeah. they take the Akira to his hour rule, mm. route of going full on samurai film. Yeah, I mean artistically, um, I knew nothing about Visions mm. going into this. All I know is it's nine episodes. Each episode is a completely separate thing. Um, number one, I think my favourite art style out of all nine of them. Episode one, yeah. oh yeah. The kind of hand-drawn, sketchy kind of look to it. Yeah. It stands out amongst all of them. Mm. A lot of them are every, a lot of them are different, but a lot of them do have that kind of like, here's an anime thing, but just in a different animated style. Mm-hmm. This is completely stand out, hand-drawn looking, sketchy. It's artistically fantastic. Yeah. Um, and story-wise, 
I mean, you've got a woman with a lightsaber umbrella. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who then throws it away for a normal lightsaber? Great, that. Well, no, it's, it's, it was an attachment, I think. Yeah. It was an, like an attachment. But, yeah, the, the, the hand-drawn style, it grabs you straight off the bat. Yes. Black and white, yeah. sketch-drawn. Um, it's not exact. Well, the colour is important, I think. Yes. It's black and white, but we get the, the lasers, the blasts yes. are in colour, the lightsabers are in colour. So it stands out and you see the when they draw the red lightsaber out, it's the light on the face and yeah. the surroundings. That's what that's what um, you get that sort of impact with. That's what you get the punch with uh, when it happens. And it's the story of um, a man called the Ronin. His yes, name is in, just in, Ronin. Just Ronin. Yeah. Um, this is sort of there's going to be a book about him that's coming okay. out. That's why I don't quite understand. Like I have trouble with where this is in canon, <laughs> right. and I have trouble with the world. But I think it's just my understanding less than anything yeah. else. Um, the fact that. It's in the sort of canon grey area, yes. but we don't know where. It's like I say, it's like the Lego shorts, which is yeah. it's like the Lego specials, where canon events will have happened, yes, but this hasn't necessarily happened, yes, but maybe it has, but maybe it hasn't, yeah. It's that kind of canon grey area where it's sort of not defined whether things like canon events will have happened, mm. like they mention the Clone Wars and they mention uh, there's episode two, I think, especially is heavily relies on yes. Order sixty six and the Clone Wars. Yeah, the fact this this Jedi Padawan was um, abandoned and picked up by this sort of intergalactic rock band. Yep, that's that's episode two. Yeah, that's episode two. Yeah, featuring Boba Fett. Yeah, fe- exactly. Tomorrow <laughs> Morrison comes back and voices Boba Fett in the English dub, and I featuring, think that's Boba Fett, Jabba the Hutt. That's amazing. That's amazing. Look, that's amazing. Look, and um, when Book of Boba Fett comes out in yeah. uh, December, we'll review that as well. Yes. Um, We've got to, but yeah, we get. To, I was, I popped for that. I was like, yeah, get Warren Morrison back. At first, I was like, I thought, oh, it looks like Boba. And in my brain went, oh no, it probably is Boba Fett. It is Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. That is Boba Fett. Um, but yeah, the, the first two episodes, I yeah. like they're what they're what grab you. Um, yes. And do you have a do you have a favorite episode? Could we pick that out? You say, oh. say it's your first, but then. Say it's the first episode, but it's another episode that well, you really artist- stood out to you. Artistically, first one's my favourite. Okay, okay. Going by style, as an overall, as an overall episode, mm. you know what? Right. Let me just find out which one it was. I okay, I've got them. It was. I've got them with the Wikipedia as well. Oh, right, okay. Uh, We're both looking. It's either. Yeah. Episode four. All oh, right. Okay. Which is the village one? Yeah, the, the village, nature-y kind of village. The village one. bride. Yeah. Or. Episode six was pretty good as well. Re- oh, I thought it, I didn't really like episode six. It reminded me a lot of uh, Mega Man. Oh right, okay. The art style is very Mega Man. The Doctor, I, I don't know his name, looks like Doctor Wily from Mega Man. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> um, but I think I think the I think episode four I quite enjoyed. Episode eight stands out to me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I won't say it's my favourite, but it stands out. Yeah, I like it. I think I like episode eight because yeah. that's that's very close to to canon. Right, and I think like there's episodes that, that take that take canon really far, like mm-hmm. episode one where it's practically another universe. Yeah, um, I think episode th- uh, episode four does it slightly. Episode five, I think, yeah. def- definitely does it. I think that episode five takes it like 200 years in the future, basically. Yeah. Um, well, to fit a lot of these are set like in the future, and all, but there's no more Sith, and then yeah. oh, there's one Sith. There's left. one Sith. There's two Sith. <laughs> there's five Sith. There's, you know, that's how they take it, effectively. Yeah. It's 100 years in the future. I think episode three is that, effectively. Yes. Episode three takes it very far, where they say, oh, are these two twins were created. They're actually created on Exegol. We have that. Right, know. okay. Um, they're created on Exegol by Palpatine's followers, um, and the, the Sith, um, the acolytes of the Sith, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's an interesting episode. 
um, yeah. with the twins and like the, the fact that it's a ship. The double Star Destroyer, yes. yeah, the Gemini class Star Destroyer, yeah. That did exist in Legends. Okay, I was going to say. Was, that existed in Legends. We didn't know what it looked like, okay. but there was record of a Gemini class Star Destroyer and there was record of the fact that it was like I mean, two, yeah. but no one knew how it looked. Yeah. Like people were suspecting there was two Destroyers stacked on top, top of each other. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Or two of them, they were like, they were like upside down on each other or yeah. something. But but no, it's it's yeah they're together and the weapon it has it's like it's not I don't think it was a death like, didn't they explain it's like another Death Star it's essentially yeah it's just a yeah it's another cannon. Death Star but I think it's like a hyperspace yeah like like the laser can go through hyperspace so yeah. it like hit another system or something you know that technically that's what Starkiller Base did yes um, so yeah episode three has that the two right episode three yeah I I, I enjoyed it yeah up until the parts where they took the helmets off okay and I was like I don't know what art style this is now. It okay. looked like very like at the first stop. It looked very um, for some reason, for weird reason. It reminded me of, of a Studio Ghibli film. Ah, I can't remember okay. which one. I was going to go down a route of it reminded me of Dragon Ball. Dragon Z. Ball, yeah, okay. because the Dragon uh, Ball. the female twin, I believe, one's male, one's female. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the female one has a very like cell head. It's a very long oval shaped Cell. Oh, kind yeah. of forehead thing and I thought okay that's kind of Dragon Ball Z-ish that's kind of cool yeah 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 um, I didn't mind it when. Uh, yeah I mean do, do you know what irked me one part irked me and it's a very small thing for okay. me you know when like right at the end spoilers uh, yeah and, spoilers and obviously. like he's doing the whole like I'm gonna get the crystal out of her and yeah. he's doing the hyper and like, they, they cut it in half they don't cut the ship apart. They cut one of the ships in half. They don't cut it down the middle. I don't know why the ships be cut down the middle. That would be satisfying. The ships would break <laughs> yeah. apart like that. Yeah, that'd be um, great. But no, the twins. It was. A, I like. I like the premise of two twins are born for the dark side. Yeah, from the dark side. Yeah, they're born on Exegol from all the yeah. Sith cultists and stuff, and they were yeah. meant to succeed the. Because um, everyone's question was after nine was, how did Palpatine get this massive yeah. force and this yeah. unknown planet that no one ever knew about and no one ever like. How did he harvest all this stuff to make yeah. one hundred thousand star destroyers? Without how much he had, yeah. and the star destroyers that are not actually imperial class star destroyers. Yeah. They're a new class which is bigger than imperial class star destroyers. I mean, the other thing as well in episode three does it. Uh, episode two doesn't. Episode one doesn't either. Episode three, it ends, but it doesn't have a conclusive ending. No, yeah, it ends with him going, "Oh, she's still out there. We'll still find her." And that's yeah. it. You don't know what happens. He's on Tatooine because everyone's yeah. on Tatooine, and yeah. it's like. Um, that could be it you could leave it at that and leave mm-hmm. it to the audience to kind of make up their own thing you could just find out it later in books or I've heard that if there's going to be a season 2 it all depends on how the audience takes season 1 right okay um, so maybe it's something maybe in like season 2 you expand on that you, okay. bring, you bring the same animators back and you kind of okay. carry on that story uh, episode 4 episode 5 yep um, episode 4 I, I enjoyed as a singular story yes of you know these, these people on this very natural planet being yep. harassed by by bandits by mercenaries yep. and the alone Jedi no master sort of comes to mm-hmm. evaluate that like the thing with the setting they're all set in pretty much straight canon timelines yeah like after episode 9 yeah uh, between like 3 and 4 I think that's where episode 2 is right yeah um, episode 4 could be set after episode 9 or yeah. before um or maybe maybe doing our Jedi in hiding. I don't know because it seems like that seems like what, what they were doing in Episode Four. Yeah. Like the Jedi is like she, they can't interfere. Yeah. The Master is like, oh, you can't get involved in the in the ways of these village people, and she ends up doing it when when yes. the leader of the Mercenaries is about to kill. Yeah. And they have battle droids as well in there, so that makes sense. True. Who voiced by Matt Wood as well? We get them back. Yes. Um, that's good to see. Uh, episode Five takes it very far. Um, 
I think this is, strangely enough, episode 5 being the most outlandish is the most closer to canon. Because when you go far, far, far away from canon <laughs> yeah. events, you're basically in a world where you can do anything you like. And you're yes. like, right, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what? I liked and didn't like episode 5. Why that? Okay, so episode 5, I thought, okay, right. We've got a guy who's making lightsabers. Mm. I'm like, okay, I like that premise. Um, and I liked the weird thing of, he has the daughter. And it's like, she holds a lightsaber, and it's changing in size, and it's not got a colour, because she hasn't got a strong connection to the Force. And I think, okay, that's kind of cool. And I think, okay, well, at some point, she's going to fight or something, and it's going to change to a colour, and it's going to be like, whoa, there you go, look what I am. That is, that is something that has existed before. It has? Yeah. Okay. In Legends, in Legends, very, yeah. very, very far in Legends, like this, okay. I think this was even retconned by Legends standards. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And that is saying something. Yeah. That's saying something, you know, when, when IG-88 had the possibility to blow up the galaxy. Yeah. You know, things like that. Crazy things happen in Legends, right? But there was a concept in Legends that lightsabers act like that. Yeah. When you have a lightsaber, you have a dual crystal, and you hold it, and it depends on what alignment of the force you are on. Right. So, if you're a Jedi, you're going to touch it, it's going to go green, it's going to go blue, it's going to go whatever. Yeah. If you're a Sith, you touch it, it goes red. Yeah. Exactly. It's to do with your force alignment, because uh-huh. there, was a, there was a concept for a scene in Return of the Jedi, where, you know, Luke's got his green lightsaber. Yeah. And he hands it to Darth Vader, or, like, or like, Darth Vader has him captured, right? Luke gives himself up, yeah. and the Imperials hand him over to Darth Vader, they're like, we found him, he was armed only with this, and they show his lightsaber. Yeah. And... Darth Vader gets his lightsaber and he goes, I see you have constructed a new lightsaber. And he holds it, and it was going to go from green to red. Right. Which would reinforce the fact yes. that it depends what side of the force you're on, what colour your lightsaber is. Yes. So that's why it's explained that Darth Vader has a red one, Obi-Wan has a blue one, yeah. Luke has a, has a blue and a green one. You know, that's yeah. fine. Um, also, it, it was back when the green lightsaber was considered the rank of, like, the Jedi Knight or whatever. Yeah. Where it would depend on what rank you are in the Jedi... Where what colour lightsaber you have. Before it was just, you know, yes. you get any colour that you want, basically. I'm going to blame Samuel Jackson for that. Yes. But uh, you can, <laughs> you get any colour you want, and if you're a Sith, your, your, your crystal is either artificial or it's been corrupted. I learned a fun fact uh, a couple of days ago, actually. Um, What's that fun fact? Uh, from online, I think various YouTube scrolling, internet scrolling. Uh, Mace Windu was, I think, the first or one of the first characters ever written down by George Lucas. Yes, and it's called Mace Windy. Mace Windy, yeah. <laughs> Mace Windy. He was in the original treatment for Star Wars 1977. Mace I Windy. Love that. Like the, the Jedi Bendu, as yes. they were called back then. The Jedi Bendu. Um, purple lightsaber actually does appear in episode 5. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a guy who has a red one, and then at the end he uh, doesn't become that angry anymore, and his lightsaber turns purple. Oh, really? At the end of the uh, fifth episode in, in Visions. Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. Because like everyone, everyone's goes red, and there's a one kid who like gets the lightsaber start his blue, and he's like, oh, everyone's a Sith, and then right at the end, that's the, the guy reveal, turns. isn't it? Yeah. Because the five Jedi. This is this is episode five, the ninth Jedi. Yes. Where um, they have all these people who are brought to the temple by this say by this Force man. Yes. And uh, this guy who's very knowledgeable with Force. <laughs> who's in a robot? Currently. He's in a robot currently, robot suit, and he's in a mech suit. Yes. And these like masterless Jedi. Are like, oh, we were waiting for a master, master and we were waiting for to find yeah. him. And we need our lightsabers, because the lightsaber maker is going to give them their lightsabers. Yes. So anyway, the daughter, the lightsaber maker gets killed by these rebels, bandits, whatever. And the daughter has to drive away on a speeder. She gets to the temple where the Jedi are gathered. Yeah. And she gives them their sabers. And the reveal is, wham, five of them are sick. Yes. Red lightsabers instantly. Yes. And, everyone's, and, and the girl's like, oh, she's, she's really shocked. Yeah. One of them has a blue. Yes, because he was giving it earlier by the master. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know was the master at that point. Yeah. 
Um, and then yeah, one guy dies in a in a weird like laser pit thing, and one guy turns purple and yeah. Uh, no, the light. Okay, lightsaber combat in this. I feel like anime. Right, if you've ever seen Star Wars: The Clone Wars, yeah. At the start of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the lightsaber duels are very because they haven't got the animation fluid and all yeah. that. Blah, blah, blah. It looks like you know uh, two puppets banging against each other. Yes, but. <laughs> You could you could argue that that was the duel in Star Wars nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, you know Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi, two old men, the tapping sticks. <laughs> you know the tapping sticks, and Obi Wan does a spin that takes five thousand yeah. years. You know he has to do the full. <laughs> Ugh, back to him. You know, uh, so, and then obviously by the prequels, it's speedy, speedy, speedy lightsaber yes. fights. Yes, it's uh, you know look get a look at these silky skills, Darth Maul doing twists and spins and yeah. and rolling around. Also, I see in episode I think it's episode four, uh, the yellow lightsabers in it. Because yes. the, the Jedi at the end, the female Jedi, has got a yellow one. Yeah, yeah. All the colours are in there. Everywhere, all the spectrum. Uh, but with episode one, I thought like the doors were immediately impressive. I like the staging of episode one. Yeah. Like they're, in the, they're in the village. She's got that uh, spin. She's got that massive umbrella lightsaber yeah. that spins around. It's like an Inquisitor lightsaber. Yeah. Because you know, the, the, Imperial, the Imperial Inquisitors have a dual blade lightsaber that's yeah. on like a track. So yeah. it can spin around in the hand. And then it's, you know, it's a whole thing of like, oh, I, I need you to fix my droid by the time the kettle boils. Yeah. And... and she kills that Trandoshan by, like, pizzaing him. Yeah. Because the, the, the guards are like, the, the village guard, the, the chief is this little boy. Yeah. It's like, oh, the village guards will handle these these uh, uh, these raiders. Yeah. And so then we get we get basically the coolest visual, which is the, the AP-7 protocol droid wielding a laser minigun, <laughs> which is great. Just, just mowing down these yeah. guys. Um, which is which is great. We have uh, there was a Gran, which is like three eyed alien. Yeah. Uh, there was like a dog who was piloting a protocol droid with loads of blades on it. Which is, the designs were were fantastic. They were. And the leader was this Trandoshan with with swords, and he was slicing dudes and spinning around. And then the Sith comes out, the Inquisitor, whatever she was, comes out, and she's got this massive spinning thing. I like the fact it can spin and yeah. on like a, it's not like a staff, it's like a saber staff almost, and. She spins it and she stabs him with it, and then she like extends it and it goes, and he's like, "That guy's been shredded." Yes, you know, that guy's been shredded. Yeah, um, which is surprisingly brutal. Yes, but I, I, I like it. So do I. I felt that was a that was a, it was a good visual. So, so we have um, episode seven, episode eight. Yeah, if you can remember. Right, so no, we have uh, episode six. Oh yeah, oh sorry, your favorite, six. my least favorite, Toby. Um, Toby, yeah, Toby. I feel like <laughs> it was based on a lot of things. Maybe Mega yeah. Man was an influence. It Maybe definitely looks Ro- like Mega Man. Robot Boy was that its name? Astro Boy. Astro Boy. That's the one. Yeah. Was it based on that as well? Yeah. There was the old Pinocchio concept of True. Um, I want to be a real boy. I want to be a real guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this answers the question of can a robot use the force? Yes. Which we but, which we didn't know. To be fair though, is it is it? I guess he is. I was going to say, is he using the force, or has he been made to have force-like powers that aren't the force? Yeah, true, true. And like, has the guy somehow made him like be able to like pull things to what nuclear objects without it being the force? Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he has a lightsaber. Or ha- at the end, he has one. He's got a crystal inside him because mm. he wants to be a Jedi. I have a crystal. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we've got the, the so Toby, this guy, Professor. Yeah. Mitaka, is that his name? I've got his name down. I think so. And he looks like Dr. Wiley. And yeah, I love that the droid's called Toby. Toby, it's yeah. It's T-O-B-U-I, but it's Toby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have Toby yeah. and Doc, Professor Mitaka. Professor Mitaka builds him and there's a, we think it could be on Tatooine. Yes. Because his whole plan is to like rebuild the nature 
But there's also a planet in the Clone Wars um, where they crash on in season five. R two D two has his little droid squadron, yeah, and he crashes on this planet in season five. And the planet is like complete. It looks like that because Tatooine is like yellow sand or yeah. whatever. This was like white, yeah, white emptiness of sand. And there's a planet that looks like that in season five. So we're not sure if it was that planet or not. Yes. Um, and then we have the arrival of another Imperial, and this is an Imperial Inquisitor, right? Because you know there's a Star Destroyer, and he, yep. and he uses a Tie Reaper, he uses an, um, a, a Tie Advanced. So we know that this was set after after Order sixty six and yes. after the Jedi Purge. This is probably the time of Episode four and Episode five. Makes it's sense. Quite exciting. Yeah, because we haven't had anything that we that is a very not a very expanded use of canon. Yeah, because one of the complaints is a lot a majority of Star Wars stories at the minute are set between three and four. Yeah, that was interesting. Yes, the transition of the Republic to the to the Empire and da da da, and, and there's all the all the cool characters are alive then. You know, so. That's what that's what has been used, but that period has had a lot of uh, what's the word saturation. Yes, that period has had a lot of saturation, like Jedi Fallen Order, yep. Star Wars Rebels, yep. four seasons of that, uh, the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, uh, what else can I name? There's loads of novels that like the Tarkin novels set in there. All the Thrawn novels are set in that period. Um, there's there's some novels about Kanan the Jedi from Rebels that's also set in that period. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Star Wars material has been set between three and four. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a it's a good time for Star Wars. You know, early Empire. I like that sort of thing. But I like it. But we need some more stuff that's set between like four and five or, yeah. or five and six. You know, but not to focus on the main characters because somehow everyone seems to think. If you set something <laughs> after four and five, doing four and five or five and six, it has to have Luke Han and Leia in it. No, yes. it doesn't. Yeah. It could it could have someone else in it. It can be you know across the galaxy. And this is, I think, this is a episode six is a great chance for that. Yeah. Like yeah, it's got the the only thing we recognise are basically the ships. Yeah. And and you know he's got like drawings on the walls of AT eighties and ATSs and yeah. stuff like that and like X wings and um, I think there's like a drawing of General Grievous on that wall as well. Uh, possibly. Um, I've got a vague memory of seeing it, but I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was or not. So he has to fight this um, Sith, inqu- this Imperial Inquisitor, yeah. and um, take him out. And he's got a Tie Advanced from Rebels, and he's got a Tie Reaper from Rogue One, which I thought was cool. Yeah, because uh, so I play like Star Wars Squadrons. If you ever played that, uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, there's a t- Tie Reaper in that, and that's a great, uh, great ship. But yeah, we have Episode Six. Um, I quite like. I'm a. I'm a. F- I. It's not my it's my least favorite episode, but I feel like it's it does it doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you know what? I don't even know what my least favorite episode is. I think mine's episode two. But I feel like it's not it's, it's no fault of its own. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't do anything wrong. It's a good episode. It's got a good story, but I feel like I just couldn't chill with it. I don't know what it was. Uh oh, maybe oh no. Okay, no, I think I know. I think I know which one mine was. Is it episode seven? No. Okay, good. It better not be. I quite like episode seven. <laughs> no, I think episode nine. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, after, no, episode seven's good. I liked episode seven. I, I loved episode seven. In fact, that is as close to the to the Phantom Menace, but yeah. before the Phantom Menace, like, that could be canon, and I'd be perfectly... I'd be, True. That'd be yeah. 100% fine. Because yeah. we, don't, we don't know enough about that period. We're pre-Phantom Menace, pre-High Republic. Yeah. Um... They mentioned the old Sith Order, you know, I think they dropped, named up Darth Bane and the Rule of Two and all that sort of stuff. And the old man who's a Sith who could have been like a former student of, of I don't know, the Darth Nihilus or someone like that yeah. or someone. And the, or Darth Revan or something. It's just, it's just, it's between Old Republic, yeah. High Republic and Phantom Menace. Yes. Like it's a time that is criminally unexplored in Star Wars. So, 
I feel like uh, that's that's a great place to great place to set a story, and the story yeah. they set is it's good. It's got just three characters, three main characters. Yeah, Jedi Master, the the apprentice, yeah. and the Sith or the Elder, as he's yes. called. Uh, they don't reveal him to be a um, Sith until later. Yes. But, and also they've got those those uh, lightsaber samurai swords. Yeah, which I don't know if it was how it was drawn when the when the Sith. Who says he's not a Sith? Reader, so. Yeah. When he first pulls him, I thought he had like two daggers. Right. When it's like the next time you see him, there's long, there's a lot of, like weird perspectives in this. Again, yeah. like the twins one does it, where he's on like the uh, the X wing, and the kind of the X wing gets closer, but he doesn't move from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird like perspective stuff in this, which is a bit weird, but I also kind of like it at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Um, I like the the duel in this is great as well. Uh, yes, I really like the setting, mm. the sort of rocky planet. Rocky sort of landscape planet because we always get desert planets every yeah. time. I'm like, oh, we're on a desert <laughs> planet again. Another de- 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 desert planet. I can't stand <laughs> desert planets. I need I need more interesting planets, please. Yeah, he says. Looking forward to the book of Boba Fett, which will be set exclusively on, on a Tatooine. Des- yeah, yeah, but <laughs> desert planet, desert planet. But too many desert planets. That's my that's my one com- complaint of Star Wars is too many desert planets. Yeah. We need more different planets. Yeah, I like the sort of rocky landscape, um, grass fields, stuff like yeah. that, big mountains. Uh, it starts raining, the rain effects. We get that. Yeah. I, noticed, I knew you'd pick up on this. Yeah. Lightsaber in the rain. Yes. When we watched the Clone we've Wars. We've had this discussion yeah. before. You see the, the, <laughs> it's hitting the blade and there's there's smoke. That's, that's I love that effect. I'll never get tired of seeing yeah. that when someone includes it. So episode seven, pretty much, I'd say it's probably my second favourite. It's Maybe it's there. my favourite. It's top three. I don't know. I, I I like episode two quite a bit. I also like episode one. I like so. two. Um, one, yeah. I don't. It's really hard to pick a favourite. It is. It is. I think there's only two that I can sort of discount. Yeah. I feel like it's nine and six, and that's uh, that's yeah. two that I don't quite like. I pass up. Um, episode eight. I feel like is again is another thing that, that could be very close to canon. or could be considered yes. canon. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. It sticks out in my head. I, I, I do. You know I, I don't know if it's because maybe I was just not paying much attention. I was watching it. I was trying to, but I think I might have got a bit distracted. Mm-hmm. But it's the only thing with episode eight is I guess it's similar to episode three where it ends, but it doesn't. It doesn't end. Yeah, it hasn't got an ending. It also got something interesting, which is life under imperial rule, which we've never yes. really seen before. Good in point. Canon. Good well, point. We, saw, we saw bits of it in Bad Batch. That yeah. was like very early Empire. They're still using clones and stuff like that. But this is where we see like people who are loyal to the empire, but they're loyal not for like um, not for bigoted reasons. We're often the empire will be seen as the straight bad guys, yeah, because um, you know they're the space Nazis and all that. But it's like where the empire is seen like, oh, the empire's given us prosperity and they've given you work, father and stuff like this character. Um, yes, Ocho, Ocho is Ocho's correct. Yes, and she's like, oh, they've given you work and they've given us prosperity and they've given you like a position of power and you're gonna throw all that away and. And such, and then she becomes like this figurehead for them as well. Yeah, it's um, this interesting thing of like, you've got you've got a father who is in charge. You've got a his biological daughter who is mm-hmm. technically the heir. Yeah, um, and then you've got this uh, Lop is the other one Lop, who's like yes. the adopted daughter. The adopted daughter. She's um, she was a slave. Yes, and she got adopted by them. And uh, she, was she wearing a um, a scouter from Dragon Ball Z? Yes. Yes, it was. What does the scouter say about his power level? Yeah, she was definitely <laughs> wearing a scouter. From she Dragon was wearing Day. a scouter. I knew she was. <laughs> I said, "That's a scouter." I, I couldn't stop looking at it when she when she showed her face. But um, 
They also had a scouter. From, they also bring back some stuff from Solo. There were some range troopers in there when they were on the speeder bikes. Yeah. Uh, there was an ITT, which I popped for because we don't see ITTs very often. True. Um, when they're blocking the road, and there was that Imperial officer who looked like... This was very Dragon Ball Z. Yes. And there was one episode. You say episode... Um, what did you say? Uh, uh, episode 3 was 20. Episode 3 was slightly Dragon Ball Z. This yeah. was 100% Dragon yeah. Ball Z. This was... I. Um, this was very much the Dragon Ball Z. I mean, to, to be honest, I'm was like, I've watched all of Dragon Ball Z. You know, I can see that. Yeah. I, I saw the comparison. I was like, yeah, I feel like that's very much so. Especially sort of uh, the duel at the end where every time they clash, it's like... And there's... Which... Well, I know it's this one, wasn't it? I was going to say, because um, I, I haven't seen all Dragon Ball Z, but I am a somewhat avid occasional anime watcher. Yes. This also has the thing, and I don't know why it's a thing in anime, but I believe One Piece does it and Blue Exorcist does it, where you bite your thumb... Loads of animals have it where you bite your thumb to get powers, and it happens in this because she bites her thumb and then her thumb bleeds, and she puts it on her face for makeup. And I believe she does it in the final battle. Biting your thumb is yeah. that a, is that an animated thing? One Piece does it, I believe, where you bite his thumb, and then Blue Exorcist does it where he bites his thumb, and then he, he kind of it, it's because it's I believe in, I've not seen Blue Exorcist in years. It because he it causes him pain, and his pain makes him angry, which then gives him powers. Right. Okay. That might also be One Piece. I don't know. But there's a thing in anime where you bite your thumb, and it. Go, oh, well, we're not experts. Um, maybe <laughs> biting your thumb does make you go rough, <laughs> but uh, we're not experts to this, right? So we have um, yeah. episode nine. Ep- episode nine. Yeah. Episode nine. The one that I probably know the least about because I, I, I forgot was about. Drained when I was watching these episodes. I was. I woke up this morning trying to like reconnect. I was like, okay, wait, go for the episodes. For episode one is. Samurai Umbrella Woman. Episode yeah. two is the the rock one. Rock one. And then I was like, okay, well let's just go through all the other episodes. And I was like, okay, well there's a guy who makes lightsabers. Yeah, there's, there's two the, twins, do double stars. The there's yeah. the lock one. There's the, there's the robot. There's one in the village. Village one Jedi. The village. Yeah. And there's, this is the one I could not, for the life of me, remember. I was like, right. there's one episode left. What is it? I had to look it up. This I was, was like, oh yeah. This was very, from what I can remember, this was very Akira Tozawa Hidden Fortress. Okay. Because there, there's two characters in the Hidden Fortress that are kind of like the, the, the dumb comic relief characters. Yeah. Uh, who inspired R2D2 and C3PO. Okay. You know, who go on their separate adventure. They're like, you know, oh, R2D2, where are you? Oh, you're yeah. going to get us such such mess. Oh, no, you know, I don't think we'll survive this. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, that's the, um, that's horrible C3PO, otherwise. <laughs> but. <laughs> R2-D2, where are you? That's horrible. Yeah. I can't do any better than that. Um, so, they've run after R2-D2. And we have uh, these two characters who I think accompany the main one. They and they're basically based off those Akira Tozawa Hidden yes. Fortress characters and like Seven Samurai and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, sort of comedy relief characters on their way to the uh, the Royal Palace. And um, th- there's only one thing at the end and that's they form a forced dyad. Yeah, which was mentioned in episode nine. Yeah, Palpatine says that it only happens in like once every billion thousand years or whatever. Yeah, where two force beings will be created at the same time and they will have as much they will have equal power and that's a force dyad. They could be yeah. harnessed to create like infinite energy or something, infinite force powers. Right? Yeah, uh, that was really the only interesting, only only interesting thing that I saw for me. Yeah, I mean. So I, I thought, okay, you've got a, you've got a Jedi who has like visions, mm-hmm. and no pun intended, um, and occasionally like he'll be doing something and he'll go ah, and he'll see what's like face when we don't know what the face is, but we'll yeah. see a face and he kind of like he's on the floor and he's scrambling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we're leading to his confrontation with this other 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 Sith, and it turns out like oh he's he's now you know killed his friend, yeah, and needs to join the Sith to resurrect her again and. Oh. 
I don't know, it felt okay, and I liked the characters, but I just kind of also thought, I feel like it was, it's close. It's, clo- yeah. it's, it's close to being, a, uh, it was still a good episode, but it's close to being up there. Mm. It just, like, just missed the mark. I think, I think you know what, if I watched it on its own, I think I'd like it. But right. compared to all the others, yes, okay. It's like it's just that's probably why I didn't value episode six very much. Yeah, compared to its compared to the others, because I'm looking at this. It is an anthology. Sure, they yeah. should be they should be taken separately. But yes. When you watch them back to back, you can really see the you can really see the grass from the trees. I think the other thing as well is though is like the reason why episode the reason why I can also appreciate episode six and episode nine is because it's not like the other, other episodes where it's like here's one here's one Sith left and the person's gonna. Learn how to use the lightsaber really quickly and defeat the Sith. This is a right. guy. A guy has visions and he ends up joining them. It's a little bit different, so I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Again, again, we we go to the sort of Star Wars reliance upon Jedi and Sith, and yeah. that's the main thing. Where Rogue One was applauded for, you know, yeah. uh, only having one lightsaber in it, and that was the lightsaber of Darth Vader, which is pretty yeah. much. Um, I don't think Solo had any lightsabers in it whatsoever. Uh, oh. I don't think so. Solo did not have any lightsabers in it. I can Solo was the wasn't good. Well. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need a lightsaber to have Star Wars be good. That's, no. that's my point. Like, like Mandalorian season one, no yeah. lightsabers. Yeah. Right? One at the end, dark saber, doesn't really count. It's in there for like two seconds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you don't need it. That, that's proof you don't need a lightsaber to have Star Wars be good. True. So, it, we just need to have, you know, sort of stray away from that because there's far too much Jedi and Sith, and there's so much to explore. Yeah, yeah I hope I hope the Book of Boba Fett will do that. True. I hope the Book of Boba Fett will prove that that Star Wars does not need Jedi and Sith to be good. So, and that seems to be it, apart from maybe Episode Eight of Visions. Yeah. And that's only because Lop gets like the ancient family sword, which happens to be a lightsaber. <laughs> well, hey, let's go. That kind of that episode. Episode two of a lightsaber. I never got guns. They got like the weird guitar guns that shoot late. But do they actually have a lightsaber? Oh, uh, the guy's the microphone. Yeah, and it sounds like a lightsaber. It makes an effect like one. It does, but I don't think. It, he oh, wait, no, he does have a lightsaber. It just doesn't work. Oh, okay. Because remember, he pulls it on Boba Fett, and it, and it goes to ignite it. So and now it like, okay. sparks. It yeah. Work. Okay, that's fair. It's broken. You yeah. have a lightsaber. It does not activate. Yeah, I'd say it's close. So yeah, okay. That's yeah. a technical. That's a technical win. Yeah. But that's technically. Um, he he just wins because it's like, hey, Jabba the Hutt, we're going to make us of money. Yeah, <laughs> and Jabba's like, oh, I'm up for that. Yeah. You know? um, cool. And Boba Fett in that episode is definitely... I feel like Boba, people have a problem with Boba Fett because he looks really cool, but he doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, he, all he does is he has five lines in the original trilogy, so maybe yeah. six, and he, you know, he goes, wah, and he hits the side of the cell bars yeah. and rolls into, the, the, rolls into the, the Sarlacc pit, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the Mandalorian has, has done great strides to rebuild Boba Fett. Yeah. Has, has done has as has Star Wars: The Clone Wars. If you've seen his origin for, for that. Um, yeah. And this episode as well, where Boba Fett are just a no-nonsense mm-hmm. machine. He's just a killer. He's going to come after you. <laughs> and they've got the slave one in there. And I really like the fact that they've made they've redeemed Boba Fett. So that's the one thing I can I can applaud Canon for, along many others. But I can applaud Canon. Yeah. For, for rebuilding Boba Fett to the mythos we all we all knew him as, mm. because you know in Legends he, he's always getting his armor stolen, he's always having his armor worn by other people, you know. But in canon they've sort of rebuilt his mythos, and I and I and I appreciate that. Yeah. So I appreciate they've given him uh, they've given him more to do. So. I mean, I think that's, that's every episode. That is that's every episode. That's every episode. 
and shall we shall we go for a real rating? I have a real rating. Right. Are we going? Are we going? I, we're not going to real rate every episode. No, no. no overall, too, overall, right. I feel like. I feel like mine might be a bit of a surprise, maybe. Okay, okay. Well, this is our first... Should we remember this is our first live real rating? It we're is. In the, we're going to look it in the eyes... Yes. ...and say our own real rating... We are. ...for this, for Star Wars Visions. Yeah. It feels weird. Are you it sort does. of... Have you gone over it yet? I don't think I have. Uh, not fully. Okay, okay. Not fully. Well, I'll let you go first, then. Okay, well, it's going to be... I, I have a reason for this. Um, it's not all story-based, but... Uh, <laughs> and this doesn't mean we're going to review it again. Right. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think, Ooh. I think Ooh. as a concept, f- most of these short films are fantastic. Wow. And on their own, would I give like every short film in this 10 out of 10? No. No. But also, as a concept of let's take not just Star Wars, any IP in general, right? Let's take a thing, give it to animators and go, right, do your thing. Make a short film, animate it yourself. Everyone's got a different style. I think as an idea, it's fantastic. And I'd mm-hmm. love to see other franchises do the same thing, go, right, here's our, here's our thing. It's, it's make it non-canon, do what you want, animate it yourself, go make your own thing. And I yeah. think as a concept, it's amazing. DC and, do that a lot. Yeah. And like, I was generally watching this and I was thinking, you know what, it's just fun. It's not serious, and this is probably some of the best Star Wars I've seen yeah, in, in yeah. any recent time. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I've got to agree. I've got so, to agree with that. would I give all the films 10 out of 10? No, but also because of the concept and because of what it is, it bumps it up to a 10. That's perfect. That is really yeah. perfect. Wow. So what uh, are you going to give it? I'm sh- <laughs> Right, I was expecting you to give it around the, around 8, 8.59. Okay, fair. I was not expecting <laughs> the full 10, really. Yep. Which we're not going to do this next week, by no. the way, because um, we may we can revisit it at some point hmm. if there's another series or if there's some more news about it. I hope there we is. can we can revisit visions and, and say that. But you know what? I'm gonna I was initially going to give it a nine or a nine point five. Okay, but because of your your stunning <laughs> recommendation and your um, also by the way, if Corey isn't giving it a ten as an incentive to go out and watch this thing, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Right. It may as well be our wreck. But of course there's something else planned, but it oh, may I as do, well be our wreck. Yeah. So go out and watch Visions if you haven't yeah. you know, if us talking about it for half an hour hasn't hasn't really uh, spelled you on to go and do that. So um, go and watch it, please. Yep. Uh, but I feel like I'm gonna have to back you. Yeah. I'm gonna have to also <laughs> give it ten. Because if, if you're I was blown away by that explanation, um, Corey, so I will give it a ten as well and it will go into a uh, Yeah. A sort of hall of ten it's... reels alongside um, Rogue One and, and School of Rock. Rock. Yes. It's we we've now got two Star Wars up there. I think we're yeah. I think we're uh, we're packing it in with uh, Star Wars content, Rogue One and uh, Star Wars Visions. Correct. So and it's our first series to get in there as well. It is. It's our first actual sort of, sort of series to... It's not a film. No, a series of episodes to go into yes. uh, the Hall of Ten. Exactly. So, <laughs> and we've, we've done... We've, and it's... We're just making history, folks. It's our yeah. first time we're here, we're live hey, together. Don't, don't worry, there's there's more history to come. Oh, there's far more history <laughs> to come. So we have... It's our first live episode, we've given it a 10 out of 10 for Star yep. Wars Visions. So if that's not an incentive to go out and watch it, I don't know what is, folks. Mm. So... With the ratings yeah. done and dusted, yeah. we've got a 10 out of 10. My mind has been blown yeah. today. What could your weekly wreck possibly be? <laughs> oh, I don't trust that laugh. 
that's not my real life. Okay, you're, you're putting it on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so I'd, I'd be concerned if you laugh like that. I, I know, right? There's someone's on the phone doing static Christmas. So we're face to face for the first time. We are. Uh, Hello, there you are. Yep. Uh, big ten out of ten. Yeah. Right. So I thought, okay, right. Well, big milestone. Well, any any wreck is going to be very hard to recommend after a ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep a a real show tradition. Okay. I say tradition. I've been going for a year, so technically, it's not a tradition yet. Is it themed? Is it thematic to Star Wars visions yes. or no? Okay. Oh yes, it's it Star is. Wars related. Okay. Excellente. Um. Now. This is going to get a suspended rating. I have not seen this. Right. Right. So I am recommending this because essentially at some point we were going to watch this. I don't know if you've seen it. You might have done. Okay. Um, but I have not seen it. And so I thought, okay, right. Let me read off some reviews for you. Okay, okay. Right. I Where are these reviews coming from? One's from IMDb. One's from Rotten Tomatoes. Right, okay. Hit me with them. Uh, now, I couldn't find any one-star review on IMDb. Oh, that's a good sign. Which is a good sign. So I've got a two-star review for you Okay, today. okay, okay. Uh... Now, they do mention the name of the film. I'm going to avoid saying that for now. Right, just say blank. Yes. So it says, ahem, <coughs> phew. I did sit through this one. I, th- I thought a real Star Wars fan, by the way, this is called Definitely Not for Star Wars Fans, so I thought it's a perfect review for you. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, I thought a real Star Wars fan would have to say, <clears throat> uh, this one is extremely bad. Blank. Yeah. The effects look like they come from the 60s. Mm. The story has uncountable flaws and the characters are extremely weak. I do not recommend this film for Star Wars fans. Is this, is this the holiday special? No. Okay. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't recommend it to anyone. Right, okay. I also then found, funny you mentioned the holiday special, okay. uh, another review on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Right. Let me start up. Is it a rotten? One out of ten. Right, okay. Uh, and it's from Anonymous. Guy's got no name. Right, And okay. it simply reads... Shout out to you. Uh, watch at your own risk. The Star Wars holiday special was better. Oh no! What could this possibly be? <laughs> I'm recommending. It's not droids, is it? Or uh, no? I was okay. tempted to recommend droids. Right. It's not droids. I am recommending uh, the Ewok Adventure. Oh, I know about these. <laughs> the first the Ewok, Ewok films. Yeah, well, because um... it came out at Thanksgiving, which is near Christmas, and ah. last year we watched the holiday special. So now sure. we've got Ewok. We've got to find the Ewok. You know what? They're on Disney Plus. Go on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's I have not seen these films, but right. they, apparently the second one's better, but the first one is trash. Do you know how long the first one goes on for? How long? Three hours, ten minutes. It's a whole Lord of Rings of oh, Ewoks. Oh, nice. Oh, the full three hours of yeah. Ewok, Ewok magic. Let's let's do it. Right. Well, I suppose we'll do it around Thanksgiving time then. Yep. We'll, that, we'll, put the, we'll peg that in. Uh, peg that in for the Ewok films. With... with We'll have a suspended rating. We'll give it its own episode. Why not? Yeah, I mean, this could potentially, this could be, this could get a zero. Holiday special goes zero point five from you, and if this is worse than the holiday special, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll see how it goes. The the Star Wars Ewok films. I know yeah. there's two of them. There is. Um, two is like Ewok Caravan of Courage or something. No, no, uh, uh, that's the first one. That's the first one. Second one's uh, like Battle of Endor or something. Right. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. And I know there's also an Ewok animated series. Yes. Oh yeah, there is. That. Yeah, there is. There's an Ewok animated series, yeah. I had to delve hard to find this, by the way. I, I sat to myself going, right, I want to find something like the Hardest Special that's awful and we can watch it, it's bad. Okay. I'm you like, want to go droids? Well, that's the first one that came to my head that I knew existed that was awful. And I tried Googling, like, bad Star Wars mm-hmm. films, and all I kept getting was, like, Phantom Menace. So, oh, like, no. like the, the actual proper cinema release films. Yeah, yeah. And then I stumbled across, like, made, I was on Wikipedia looking at all the Star Wars stuff, and it's like, oh, made for TV. And I thought, ah. 
there's a holiday special, and then there's Ewoks. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Go for the Ewok films. There's one redeeming feature. Warwick Davis is in them. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. This is like Warwick Davis is defining mm. outside of the outside of the uh, the Leprechaun films and whatever else he's doing today. And, you know, Tenable, yep. it's uh, Warwick Davis's crowning achievement. The only other thing I know is that in the whole film they speak Ewok, but it does get translated by a narrator. Okay, excellent. Which is better than the whole. So I'm not gonna sit and watch Wookiees talk to each other for like two hours. No, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sit watching Ewoks talk to each other for three hours, but we're gonna narrate telling you what's saying. Oh, wonderful! I hope there's some <laughs> human characters in there to break it up. Uh, uh, I don't know if there is. I think, uh, I think there's one. If it's all Ewoks, I think there's one token kid. Right. Okay. Of course there is. And they're surrounded by Ewoks <laughs> yeah. who are just going yub nub and yeah, jabbering at each other. At the end, uh, we're gonna eat the kid. Nice. They're gonna eat him. They yeah. are gonna eat him. Don't eat the meat of the Ewok party, people. The Ewoks, uh, account, uh, uh, they're, they're man-eating dangerous yes. creatures. They're going to eat... Should, I don't know if we should give life any more life to that theory than we already have. <laughs> but, um, it's not a theory, it's fact. Yeah. They were going to cook Han Solo and eat him. Yeah. And they were going to cook Luke Skywalker and eat him. And where did that dress come from that they got <laughs> that, that, that Leia was wearing in episode six? They killed a woman, ate her, and they were keeping her dress around. So... <laughs> Exactly. He walks in it. I think we'll, we'll talk about this during the episode yes. as well. We'll talk about the fact that the Ewoks do eat people. Um, but yeah, I feel like there is no better end than um, than this. We've given Star Wars Visions a solid 10 out of 10 reels. Yep. Going to the Hall of 10, we have... Uh, stay tuned, folks, for the rest of November. Yeah. We'll be bringing you uh, the Ewok films. <laughs> we'll be bringing you the Ewok films. <laughs> So get ready for that, and um, yeah, what what more can I say than it's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye. History. I played all my cards, and that's what you've done too. Nothing more to say, no more ace to play. The winner takes it all, the loser standing small beside the victory.
Self-confidence But you see The winning take 